0: A seat at home have a seat in church or all kind of in church it's just different locations isn't it but it is really great to be here so we only have like one announcement i'll just duck under here <laughs> thanks ryan so this week we have friendship group coming back which is really exciting so that will be in person on a Tuesday evening at 7 o'clock, Andrew, or 7.30? 7.30. So in person, Tuesday, 7.30, please come along. We would love, love, love to have you if you want to grow in your faith, be stretched in your faith, actually connect with other people that love God and hear their testimonies and their stories about what God is doing in their life. I know... Often as a young Christian, I'd be sitting in friendship groups and I think, wow, if God did that for them, he can do that for me because God loves us all the same, yeah? We're all his favourites. So please come along, let's get into the Word, let's hear each other's stories, let's grow in relationship. The ladies' group will be starting, but still in a couple of weeks to come, as some of us mums are still doing homeschooling and we don't want anyone to miss out on that. So that will resume in a couple of weeks, but everyone is welcome Tuesday evening at 7.30. So, Pastor Andrew, come and share a word from the heart of God this morning. We love you. We welcome you. <laughs>
1: thanks, love. Ah, Thanks, Ryan, too. Awesome. Thank you for the guys that led us into worship. Um, very special time. Always, always is. How is everyone? Those that are watching, those that are home, those that are here, don't be fearful to sit, you know, more in the middle. It sort of saves me looking like that. <laughs> Who remembers... The old Melbourne show, I guess you had it here at the Ballarat show too. Remember the clowns? With the little balls? I feel like that while I'm talking from side to side. It's like <laughs> Anyway, that's just my sense of humor. I won't go there, none of you are laughing. Well. Wow. <laughs> what a week there was. Let me unlock this. We'll open up the Bible and then we'll pray. And we'll jump straight in. How's that? Does that work for most? Cool. All right, let's pray. All right, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for being here today. We thank you, God, whether we're watching online, whether we're listening, whether we're, Lord, in this state, Father, in this community, whether we're in this country, Lord, wherever we are, we thank you, God, that we can still come together, Lord, one heart. Lord, And, Lord, we welcome everyone, I guess, to to Family Life Church. Lord, thank you for being with us. And uh, we're just believing God's blessing for you today. So for those that weren't part of our AGM last week, uh, we officially announced our name change to Family Life Church, which is really exciting because we do believe that that's what we are. We're a family that does life. And when you're doing life together, really... The church is in the four walls. The church is people doing life together. So we're family life church. For those that are concerned, don't be. We're still part of Churches of Christ. For those that are disappointed by that, still be disappointed. We're part of Churches of Christ. Um, We are still Mount Clear Church of Christ, trading as family life church that makes it really easy. So, hey. That's enough of that, (laughs) let's jump in. Um, What I wanted to talk about today, because it's really interesting the season that we find ourselves in, we know we're in COVID, we know we're in different lockdowns in and out, we know there are different parts that are in lockdown, out of lockdown, different things that you can do, different times that you can go out, but I've found that during this season, one of the things that has been exaggerated probably more than any other time has been talk and action around food because you're home you know I've started to cook at home Um, I shared recently that I think I'm a better cook than my wife Um, I know right she's she can't do anything we're streaming live she can't kill me on air Uh, (laughs) but 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 the reason is because we've been in lockdown it's it and she's cooked so many meals for the boys while they've been homeschooled and so many meals for me. It was more to give her rest and respite. And in that, I just happened to find a really exceptionally good website that's got some awesome recipes that no matter what you cook, it comes out magnificently and it makes you look good. Don't ask Samuel his opinion, but if you ask Nathan his opinion, he'll give you the truth of who he thinks and what food he likes in our house. But that's that's not the point. The point is, as we're journeying through this lockdown, it's created this talk. Now, I've also discovered that during this time of lockdown, that my COVID belly has found my other belly. Um, anyone else find that or experience that? Like it's, hello, I know, right? I know there's so many of you at home going. I know your hands are raised. You can put them down. That's me. That's true. So. The point is, though, we've excelled in this talk about food, and we've talked about all sorts of stuff. Mel Mel can confer, you know, different diets. You know, there's people that do the no carb diet, the protein only diet. Uh, We never talked about the paleo diet. I guess that's just, we don't talk about that. Um, We talk about I'll try to eat less food diet. That doesn't work either. Even talked about the man shake. Anyone got that? Anybody want that? I got heaps. It was given to me. I haven't used it. So we've talked about all this diet stuff. um, and, and, And really, there's one thing in all of this talk about food that we've probably missed, because there's one ingredient that you and I, each and every one of us, even those that are watching at home, that we actually partake on every single day that's both good and bad for us. And, and it's not garlic. You know, I know everybody eats garlic. Is that right? Everyone eats garlic? We put it in everything. Mel tried it in a juice once. That didn't work. Don't try that. <laughs> that was a fail. But what, what it is that's part of our daily diet that all of us actually partake in is this. It's words. Words. Each and every day, you and I consume a phenomenal amount of words. Yet there's very little teaching on words. And, and, and the truth is that Words are good, but words can be bad. Words can uplift and words can tear down. And here's this diet that no one talks about, that every day of every year you and I are consuming words that are both encouraging and crushing to our souls. Because every word has power, doesn't it? The Bible tells us that with our tongues we have the power of life and death, true? And we touched on it a little bit last week that you and I were created to speak life as Christians. We have life put into us. We actually actually created to speak life. And in fact, the way that I put it last week is that we have the ability to speak out eternity and our words have the ability to change an atmosphere. So we are created to speak love. And I would go as far as to say, and I know there'll be some Christian believer somewhere that'll disagree with me, and that's okay. Just jump in line. We're not created to curse. <laughs> You and I were never, ever created to curse. Um, I know in the New Testament, Jesus did. It looks like he cursed the fig tree. I want to go on a tangent and suggest that actually he wasn't actually cursing the fig tree. See, throughout the Bible, particularly Old Testament, and as Jesus spoke to that fig tree, it was always about God's judgment. It wasn't about a curse per se, and it was about judgment and judgment over Israel. And so Jesus approaches this fig tree, and he looks at it, and it looks like it's bearing fruit, but it was bearing none. And if you know anything about um, your history through the Old and the New, the fig tree often represented Israel. It often represented Israel. And so when he spoke to the fig tree, it wasn't that the tree was barren. Yeah, It wasn't just that. This was, and it is, and it was totally symbolic. He was actually speaking judgment to a barren nation. Yeah, He was speaking judgment to a barren nation. That's not my message. I just wanted to make a point that Jesus didn't curse. He didn't curse the fig tree. He was speaking judgment over a barren nation. The point is, cursing was different in the days before the cross. It was different. It was totally different. You and I live in this new dispensation where we're not created to curse. So even the passage of scripture, and and I went through Bible college, and often we were taught that Matthew 10, 14... If anyone will welcome you, uh, not welcome you, will listen to you, leave that home or town and shake the dust of your feet. So what we were taught was if that we approached someone with the gospel and they didn't accept it, we would then shake the dust of our feet. That was us cursing. We would then curse them as we walked away. <laughs> That's awesome, isn't it? Wow, what a loving God. Everyone at home is loving that. That's not what that scripture is about. You know, not at all it's nothing like that it doesn't mean that the scriptures about moving on you know if someone doesn't want what you've got bless them and leave them walk away go to the next person that will actually receive the truth and the peace that you have you know it's about if that person doesn't want it that's okay it doesn't affect me because I've got what God's given me and I'll just walk away and I'll give it and I'll share it with the next person that's what that particular scriptures about it's not about cursing for those of you that ever went to a church or a bible college that taught that i, I want to rectify that if i can that's not right you're not created ever to curse yes you have the power of life and death but our power comes in speaking life in jesus name amen the message bible i think captures the truth in that scripture in matthew ten fourteen better when you knock on a door be courteous in your greeting. If they welcome you, be gentle in your conversation. If they don't welcome you, quietly withdraw. Don't make a scene. Sh- shrug your shoulders. Be on your way. You can be sure that on judgment day they'll be mighty sorry. But it's no concern of yours now. Isn't that better? That's so much better than thinking you've got to do some, you know, hody toity. You know, feel like I'm a bull ready to charge someone. Shake the dust off your feet. woo That's not how it works. We were created to speak life, not death. So it leads me to this. Proverbs 18, 21. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So if we don't curse, then when this passage says that we have the power of life and death, then when it speaks of death, whose death? Is it alluding to? Whose death is it talking about? And I think it gives us the answer in the verse before, in verse 20 of Proverbs. From the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. With the harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. So from the fruit of our mouths, from what we've eaten, our, mouth, our stomachs are filled with the harvest of our lips. The word stomach is, an actual, is the Hebrew word, and the word is... Beten, B-E-T-E-N, pronounce it how you will, beten, and it means the inner man. Yeah, it means belly. It can even mean womb. So the passage for me is saying that from the fruit of our mouths, our inner man is filled. Our inner man is satisfied from the fruit of our mouths, we would be full. Like eating a healthy meal, we would be full and satisfied. I know that the context is a little bit different, but even Paul talks about learning to be content, right? This sense of satisfaction regardless of what you're going through. So we know the Bible says that the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. We know that the Bible says that. If not, look it up. Grab a concordance. You'll find it. Google. Google God's good. It works great. You'll find it. Now, it's the same Hebrew root word, beten, that can be used for heart. The same word. So as we speak, our inner man is filled and from our filled up hearts, our mouths then speak the overflow. And God has placed what in our hearts? His love. In our hearts by his spirit. So as Christians, the only thing we should be speaking is life. But I want to keep going, right? So what the scripture also implies by what this is saying is if we're not speaking life, yeah, if we're speaking gossip, if we're speaking judgment, if we're speaking criticism, if we're criticizing and complaining, that also goes down to our stomach. That also goes down to our batent. That also goes down to our inner man. That also makes its way into our baton, our hearts. And that doesn't satisfy. In fact, you and I will be totally unsatisfied. John Maxwell says the most important person we listen to every day is ourselves. Right? The most important person. I've been telling my wife that for years she can't hear me isn't it good that i chose to share that while she walked out just for a moment anyway so john maxwell the most important person we listen to every day is ourselves so every time we pull someone down every time every time we gossip every time we're negative every time we criticize we you and me we actually are eating of those words And they go down into our stomach, down into our inner man, down into our beten, our belly. Yeah. And remember what it says in Proverbs 18, 21. The tongue is the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat of its fruit. So we will eat of the fruit of the words that we speak. We eat it. Not the people we're speaking or being upset or criticizing or negative about. But we will eat And those words will go down into our stomachs, into our spiritual man, into our spiritual womb. And our spiritual womb is the very place that you and I are meant to give birth to the things that God has placed in us. And we wonder (laughs) why after eating of this unhealthy food that we ourselves have cooked up, we wonder why negativity, judgment, criticism, gossip, we wonder why we're dissatisfied with where we are in life and we wonder why we're dissatisfied with our circumstance. It's because it's gone into our inside parts and we wake in the morning not full of joy but full of despair. The simple truth is we've talked ourselves into that place, haven't we? Um, I caught up with a friend friend of the house, Scott Parker. Um, Scott and Jen and the kids, you know, they're, they're going overseas again soon, missionaries. Um, actually, in fact, a segue that I purposely put in, I've got a quote of his, but they, um, I've got some of their partnership cards. Yeah, just showing for those that are watching that are part of Family Life Church, partnership cards for Scott and Jen, because they are planning to go back uh, overseas um, by Christmas, hopefully, and then to make a jump into another country. Because of COVID... They've had to take out a special COVID insurance that travel insurance doesn't cover. Uh, That has cost them $4,000. And they are needing to raise between now and departure another $2,500 a month um, for them to properly survive overseas. So really that's 250 people giving $10 or 125 people giving $20 and I can't break it down any more than that, sorry. <laughs> it's 25 people giving $100 a month, whatever it is. But if you know the Parkers or um, would like to support, please come and see me after the service. And in fact, for those that are here or Family Life Church, when you are here, I've actually sent it up on our point of, uh, port of sale. You can choose them. And the same way you can choose Jess Corden to support her overseas, and you can give money directly that way as well. Okay, now the reason I brought up Scott Parker is when we caught up this week, he actually had a quote that I loved and I rang him to get it. And he said, the more of what we feed ourselves is what comes out. And that that is what comes out in every conversation. That's what comes out in every conversation. So if I spend more time in the Word, reading the Word, doing the things of God, then that's what comes out go with me here in the season that we're in. If I spend more time reading about vaccines, what's right, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's right, what's right, what's right, should I, should I, shouldn't I, should I, should I, that's what's going to come out in our speech. And those words, regardless of what side of the scale you fall on, when they go into your baton, into your inner man, into your spiritual womb, they do not bring life. Regardless of whether you think you're right, and you think others are wrong, regardless of whether you think are right, and you think others are wrong, they do not and will never, ever bring life to your soul. And we're in a season now where Christians are talking more about COVID and vaccines and those that are vaccinated and unvaccinated than they are talking about Jesus. Have a look online. Have a look on social media. Everyone needs to make a stand for what they believe. It was a social media post. That I read and it said this, why is it that every Christian's default um, stance is to be unvaccinated? Now one, I don't agree with that comment at all. Because I know Christians split right down the middle that are totally on the vaccinated side or totally on the unvaccinated side. It's neither right or wrong. It's different depending on who you are and where you're coming from. This is where grace kicks in. See, grace is undeserved favor. Grace only works when you give it when it hurts. If it doesn't hurt, it's not grace. So if you're an unvaccinated person, you need to show grace to those that believe you should be vaccinated because that's their truth and that's what they believe. So if they choose to socially distance, this is not even my message, then show grace there. If you're a, a vaccinated person and someone is unvaccinated, as much as you may disagree, and for those that are watching and wondering, I'm vaccinated. But if you, someone is unvaccinated, then you too have to show grace there because that's their truth, their reality, and they've got a right to... It's all about grace. It's not about right or wrong because as my wife tells me when we argue together, that... You don't hear me. You're not hearing what I... No, I am hearing you. No, you don't. I just said this, and if I said this, and if I feel this, then it's real for me. It's real for me. So wherever you stand, it's real for you. Show grace. Show grace to the other side. I wish to God that post on social media had said, why is it that a Christian's default you know, stance is always about heaven or hell and needing to have Jesus in your heart? Why didn't it say that? Why didn't it say, oh, why is it that Christians can't stop talking about the hope that there is in God? Why is it that Christians can't keep talking about how they were healed? Or even though they've got cancer, they're believing for healing. What we put in, what we feed ourselves is what comes out in every conversation. So what are we feeding ourselves? What are we feeding our betends? You know, praise is the language of heaven. Praise. Complaining and criticism and negativity. That's the enemy's language. That's not our language. Man, that's the enemy's language. Jesus didn't even pull down Caesar. Oh, is that Caesar's coin? What a scumbag dog. I want to kick him in the head. Did you hear that? I didn't. Well, if that's his, give it to him. God did. God always get. God always gets his man in his way, but it's not our way, our choice. Praise is the language of heaven. The enemy knows if he can get us speaking, like complaining. Gossiping, criticizing, judging. If he can get us speaking that way, he he can actually rob us of our faith. You've got to hear me. Because if he's got us speaking like that, those words go into our baton, into our stomach, into our inner man, into our spiritual womb. And then if that's the case, we won't be giving birth to the things of God that God has placed inside of us. And if ever a people... A world needs Christians to give birth to the things of God that are within them. It's in this season now that's gone nuts all over the globe, isn't it? Speaking life is our language. It's God's language. It it, it means that you and I become self-aware and self-governing. We can't control anyone else. Our talk to and about others can often be devaluing. Our talk about ourselves can be devaluing. Because we don't always see ourselves the way we should, the way God sees us. We don't always see others the way God sees them, unvaccinated or vaccinated, yeah? That's why it's so important to know the way God sees us and to know how he loves us, regardless of the choices that we make, because while we were still sinners, he still sent his son to die on a cross. I would imagine that not all of you because some of you are so stunningly beautiful that are here and that are watching but who's ever been negative about their looks i saw a photo mel posted of us at the beach yesterday as a family and i looked at the boys i go wow, check that out check that out and there was a picture of me from the back i go flipping heck mate someone pumped up my top half and that was just from the back check out those skinny legs oh my goodness i've got to lose some weight back to the diet Back to that talk, back there again. Oh, I wish he had told me. I would have hidden behind a tree, so only saw part of me. You know, like <laughs> I would have looked thinner. Maybe we've been negative about our work prospects. Maybe we're a person that very naturally sees the glass half empty instead of half full. You know, I'm not saying that we deny reality in our talk, but we were created to speak life, 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 and and. and and anything else is death and not death you got to this is the this for me is your takeaway my takeaway it's not death to those that are hearing it's death to us it's death on the inside of us so so what are we consuming what, what are we filling up on are they words of life or death proverbs 18:8 8 says the words of a gossip yeah and I'm going to fill gossip with anything that's negative and criticizing, etc. The words of a gossip are like choice morsels, they go down into the innermost parts. Guess what the Hebrew word for innermost parts is? Again, pretend. The soul man, our spiritual womb. It's the same word over and over. The truth is, if we gossip, if we criticise, if we do, if we speak negatively. Apart from being totally unChrist-like. Now, to the one who's being gossiped about, it may affect them to a degree, but if they know and understand how God sees them and values them, they won't care what you say. They won't take on those words. But for the person that's doing that talk, it goes down into our innermost man so for the one that's talking negatively the one doing the criticizing the pulling down you may think that that you're doing though those that are listening a favor by sharing what what you're sharing what i'm sharing what we're sharing but the truth is that those words each word is like choice morsels it goes down to our innermost man and they poison us how much poisoning has been going on in the christian world today over COVID how many Christians have actually watered down their faith both sides of the fence because that has been the most important discussion for them and there's no grace for the person on the other side I'm only choosing to look at what the scripture suggests when we speak that way how many around the globe have weakened their faith in this season because that's what they have fed themselves on. We're created to speak life. We've got to stop speaking, I guess, to ourselves in a way that puts us in a spiritual grave. (laughs) You know, in the tongues, the power of life and death. And we've discovered this morning that it's not the death of others, but it's the death of ourselves. So maybe we should speak life. And if that's the case, well then what does life look like? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Remembering that from the overflow of the heart, the baten again, right? The mouth speaks. We know that God has placed his love in our hearts by his Holy Spirit. So you and I as believers, we should be speaking love and life. Love and life. Love and life. Love and life. You vote green love and life you barrack for collingwood love and life you're vaccinated love and life you're not vaccinated love and life you drive a ford love and life love and life oh sorry ben you drive a holden you know whatever it is love and life is what we are supposed to speak Ecclesiastes 3.11, he's made everything beautiful in its time. He's also set eternity in the human heart, the beten. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from the beginning to end. So God has placed love in our hearts. He's placed eternity in our hearts. And when we speak from the overflow of our hearts, we speak eternity. And when we speak eternity, hear me, atmospheres change. The stuff around us changes. It doesn't matter where we find ourselves in. It doesn't matter what people have done or what people are going to do because we've shifted atmospheres that will affect not only us but everyone around us. Especially in this season, we should be speaking eternity because eternity is forever. Yeah? It's a life that goes beyond what you and I are experiencing right now. This season is. Difficult and hard and as long as it is, and it will continue for a little while longer yet, we'll get over it. Because it's not for eternity. The only place that eternity exists in heaven, the only place that forever exists is is, is heaven. And heaven is a place that's filled with his presence. And (laughs) I love it. And we have the ability to speak eternity. So when we speak eternity and we change atmospheres, we're actually creating a place, a space where God's presence is. That's why it shifts and changes the stuff that's around us. And that's what God's placed in our hearts. This is what flows out of our mouths because our hearts are are full of his love, full of eternity. I, I love... Acts 16 and I'll I'll, I won't read it all but from Acts 16 it's from verse 22 but it's Paul and Silas and they've been stripped they've been beaten you know they've been flogged and they're thrown into prison and I'll read from verse 24 when he received these orders he put them in the inner cell fastened their feet in their stocks now watch what they do they're not talking about why they're there why they shouldn't be there they could maybe if they did this, they wouldn't have been. What about the other people that are here? About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everyone's 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 chains came loose. Even those that were guilty, even those that were vaccinated. Even those that were unvaccinated, are you hearing where I'm, where I'm trying to go? I think it's safe to say that Paul and Silas were having a pretty average night. Things weren't going their way. A rough night by anyone's standards, but the atmosphere around them, it wasn't a sweet one, but they made a decision to change the atmosphere. They made a decision to speak eternity. And they released eternity as they spoke. They released Eternity. They released the presence of God, the supernatural in their words, and that's only possible when you know what you have in your heart. They prayed, they praised, they were prophetic. I mean, these were men of God. They. They didn't focus on their situation. They focused on the promises of God. They didn't focus on the cell or the people that were there. They didn't focus on the decisions that got people there or got them there. All they did was focused on God and they prayed and they praised him. Because when we focus on God first, the kingdom, the king's dominion, if you will, all these things yeah, shall be added. They invited eternity into their situation. They brought eternity in. I love it. Isaiah 56, 7. These I will bring to my holy mountain and give them joy in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. God God was saying that no matter where you find yourself, no matter your stance, My house will be a house of prayer. God's house will be a house of prayer. My house will be now and forever a house of prayer. That's what Paul and Silas did. They weren't focusing on what was happening around it. They prayed. And as they prayed, they began singing. And as they sang, they began praising. And they invited into the atmosphere eternity and it shifted around them. And those that were in chains, Those chains fell loose. Yeah? I don't know how that works for the COVID season. Maybe in loving someone, someone who doesn't want to be vaccinated will decide to be vaccinated. I don't know. Maybe in loving someone that's vaccinated will actually all of a sudden understand why you're choosing not to be vaccinated. I, I, I don't know how it works in this season. I just know that it works. I, I have no other formula but what the Word of God gives me. And I, I choose to, to the best of my ability to try to put this first. From the overflow of the heart, the pretend the mouth speaks. Philippians 4.6, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. We're not supposed to be anxious in this season. And there's stacks to be anxious about. Talk to my daughter the week that she's had. There's stuff that can happen that can make you anxious. But we don't have to be anxious about anything. We're supposed to bring everything to God with prayer, petition, supplication, praise. Paul and Silas released eternity. They weren't anxious, anxious because of what was happening around them. They chose to pray. They chose to praise. And in fact they chose to be prophetic because they went to God and they pleaded for things that did not exist maybe our prayer should be you know praying for something that doesn't exist let's have a formula that works god let's have a vaccine that's that doesn't have any concerns let's have a tablet that works let's just be able to pray it away i don't know But to pray prophetically is to pray into a space, uh, into demonic strongholds, that things would crumble and be torn away and and the things of God would come first. I reckon as a church, uh, I've got to admit, I do love some of the old Christianese, onward Christian soldier. We're supposed to be soldiers. We're supposed to battle. We're supposed to fight. And in all that, there's love and there's grace. So for us, if we're not going to speak death that goes down into our innermost being, and we're going to speak life, to speak eternity means we're speaking and releasing a place that's filled with his presence. Is that what we're doing when we're online? Is that what we're doing when we're at home? Is that what we're doing in our everyday chat? Are we releasing eternity filled with his presence? It means that we, we pray in the hope that we would see things change in Jesus' name. Amen? That we would speak and pray prophetically. That we would, we would pray into existence what we want to see. All the while praising and thanking in supplication and petition. If we can do that, <laughs> we've just created a, an environment that can host the supernatural. And I said last week there's no... There's no sickness in heaven. And if we created a space where the supernatural exists, then my faith is going to step into that space and say, it might be all around me. I'm not going to be stupid about it because everyone knows there's a really fine line between faith and stupidity. Yeah, You can have faith that you can jump off a building and survive, but we, you really know that's stupidity. Yeah, There's a really there's a fine line. So I step into a space where eternity has been created, where sickness does not exist because his presence is there. I know it's all around me. So faith says it's not going to touch me. Faith says I'm going to do everything I can to ensure it doesn't come into my world. I'm going to believe by faith that God is with me. You then choose how you act after that. But at least let's start speaking eternity into existence in Jesus' name, yeah? Don't you reckon? (laughs) Yeah. For those that are at home, for those that are here, why don't we stand and pray? Let's pray that we're a people that doesn't speak death, that we don't speak death into our own souls. Let's let's pray that we'll be a people that when we speak, we'll speak life, but not just life for ourselves, which is probably more important than anything else. Self-care, 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 boundaries, all of that stuff is real in the spiritual world too. So you've got to first look after yourself, otherwise you're no good for anyone else, yeah. So let's speak life into our own lives that we might, yeah, that we might bring life, bring the presence of God into other people's lives. We were created to declare stuff. So why don't we declare some things together this morning? We declare, God, that you have got control over COVID, yeah? We declare, God, that you are making a way. We declare, God, that you are actually birthing. Lord, ideas, strategies, plans, formulas in the heart of a Christian that will bring release and healing to the world as we know it. Lord, we know that you can, we know that you do. We declare that you have got all things in control, that we are your sons and daughters. Lord, we ask that you would give us wisdom in this season, that, Lord, give us control over our tongues, Lord, that we won't speak negatively and and criticize. And, Lord, do all that stuff because that goes into us, God, into our pretend, into our innermost being. And, Father, we want that to be pure. We want that to be a spiritual wound. We want that to bring and to birth everything that you've placed within us. Lord, give us the strength, God, and the wisdom to speak life, life into our situation, life into the situation of those that we journey with, that we come across, Father, life into, Lord, those that are around us, that this community would know that we're Christians, not because we've posted about what we should and shouldn't do, but because, Father, maybe we've spoken about the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, because we've posted about his goodness and his grace and his love may our default position father not me a medical stance but father may our default position be that we love the one true living god and we want to share that and him into your life will you you let me read my bible with you will you let me share my testimony will you come on a journey will that be our story i pray. Oh, God, I pray that you would walk with us. Help us to learn in this season. Help us to be a people that would pray, that would praise, and that would speak prophetically. Help us to be a people, Lord God, like Paul and Silas, that created and changed the atmosphere around them by releasing eternity. Father, thank you that they've shown us how to release your presence into a dark and dungy prison. May we do that in every area, Father, every corner, every nook of our life, every area of concern. May we release your presence, that we might know, Father, of your saving grace, of your salvation, of your goodness. I thank you, God, that you've never left us or forsaken us. Thank you that in every situation, Lord God, when we can't bear, you've always given us a way out. And so, Father, we just pray that we would continue to trust in you and seek your way out of every situation. And everybody said... Amen. Be happy on this Sunday if you want to know about Scott and Jen Parker um, and be involved in supporting them as they go overseas to proclaim the gospel of Jesus. Come and see me. But other than that, I really do pray that you would have a magnificent week in Jesus' name.